oughtn't to be born again. Can you decide not to be born again? Can you decide that, okay, maybe I can skip being born again? What is the point of being born again? Well, today God is going to speak to us concerning what it means to be born again. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we will start from verse 10. Romans chapter 5, and we will start from verse 10. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Okay, Romans 5. For since <clears throat> we were restored to fellowship with God by the death, if you can turn to King James, that would be awesome. Hallelujah. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Amen? So because of Adam's sin, sin entered into the whole world. Hallelujah. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the whole world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. Now this is very important. What the Bible is saying that is that Adam sinned. Because Adam sinned, his descendants were all made sinners. But the Bible is also saying that because Adam sinned, death reigned. Because Adam was supposed to have lived forever. But when he sinned, death came. Now let's remember that to the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. So God told Adam, if you eat the fruit, the day you eat it, that day you will die. But Adam lived for close to a thousand years, but he didn't die that day according to our definition. But he died that day according to God's definition. Because the Bible makes it clear that a day is with the Lord as a thousand years. Hallelujah. So no one has lived past 999 years. 962 years, 940 years. I was reading about Enoch and about Noah. And as I started to read Lamech, Methuselah, Jared, and then it kept on going on, Noah, Enoch. Hallelujah. And you see that no one was able to live past 999 years. Why? Because Adam sinned, and as soon as Adam sinned, death reigned. As soon as Adam sinned, he, 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 he started the process of death. Can I have an amen? amen? Let's continue. 
Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death passed, and, de and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So it means that so far as I am a descendant of Adam, I have sinned already. Now, why is it that I have sinned? Because I took the sin nature. Hallelujah. Before we continue, look at Genesis 5.3. What does the Bible say in Genesis chapter 5, verse 3? And then we'll come back. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his what, own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Remember that Seth is the godly line. So the godly line uh, uh, of Adam was created in his likeness, in his sin nature, in his sin likeness, and after Adam's image and called his name Seth. If it was king, then we say that, okay, it doesn't hold for us. But we all know that Seth is the godly line. And yet, if Seth was created in his image, then everyone else after Adam was created in Adam's likeness and Adam's image. So every person who is not saved is, is, is you and I were all created in, or rather created by God in Adam's likeness and Adam's image. Anyway, before, just in case I don't get to it, Ephesians 4.24, put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's after salvation that we now go back to the original and are created in the image of God. The new man is created after God or like God in righteousness and true holiness. But I will get back to that so that no one gets confused. How many I get what I'm saying? Very, very important. So all, everyone born is born in the image and likeness of Adam and are children of Adam. So you and I were children of who? Adam. Let's go back to Romans chapter 5. Let's take it from verse 12 again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did I say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Whatever that means. Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men. Why? Because we were created in his likeness and in his image. So if Adam had the sin nature, then everyone also has sinned automatically. Death passed, and therefore, after sin, death, for that all have sinned. All have sinned, and therefore, death passed unto all. Verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. So there was no law. When there's no law, you cannot execute or punish someone when there's no law. So between Adam and Moses, people were sinning, but there was no law to therefore impute on people because you've not told them, don't do this, don't do that. Nevertheless, death still reigned. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned in the manner of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Look at it in NLT. I don't know if you are getting me. This is very important. 
Because many people know born again, born again, but the way understand or the, the, there's a lot about the born again topic. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. Oops. <laughs> and though there was no law to break, since it had not yet been given, there was no law to break because it had not yet been given. Verse 14. They all died anyway, even though they did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Are you getting me? Because Adam sinned by eating the apples, sinned uh, 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 the, the, you know, the, the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all that stuff. Adam sinned in a certain way. But even though people did not sin in the manner or the way Adam sinned, death still passed. Hallelujah. Okay, let's continue. But, and what a difference between our sin and God's generous gift of forgiveness. For this one man, Adam, brought death to many through his sin. But this other man, Jesus Christ, brought forgiveness to many through God's bountiful gift. Continue. We're going to verse 18. 16 please and the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin because when sin abounds grace abounds the more God wants to give mercy more than judgment so Adam's sin caused death but Jesus obedience caused a greater grace the sin of one man Adam caused death to rule over us Please go back to verse 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But we have the free gift of being accepted by God even though we are guilty of many sins. Continue. The sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over us. That's why many people were bound by the devil, controlled by the devil, were, 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 were in sin. And were captives. Hallelujah. The sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over us. But all, glory to God, all who receive God's wonderful, gracious gift of righteousness will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Continue. Yes, Adam's one sin brought condemnation, condemnation upon everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness makes all people right in God's sight and gives them life. What a blessing. Hallelujah. So I think this is very clear. Look at Psalm 51 verse 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Think about it. No one is taught how to sin. No one is ever, we rather spank our children or, well, the, the West, I mean, the modern day we see, we rather, is it discipline? Not discipline, they even have a nicer word for it. You, you, you rather, whatever, discipline or whatever, discipline your children. 
That, 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 that's what we do. Why? Because we don't want them to sin. We try to prevent them. When the child lies, no, I'll discipline you. You lied. When the child acts unbecomingly, we discipline the children. Why? Because we want to prevent the sin. But the sin is in us and abounds. When a child gets to a certain age, then, so the Bible says, when a child gets to a certain age, they die. But when you say they die, they don't die physically. Then they, 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 they are spiritually dead. Because their sin, the, the, the age of accountability. Then the innocence leaves and then sin takes over. It's all in Romans. If I say I'm going to talk about the born again thing, it can take three, six months. Hallelujah. So, so, so that's what the Bible says that when I grew up, then I, 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 sin slew me. I, I died. Sin slew me. Hallelujah. So that's why we need salvation. That's why children, babies, go straight to heaven when they die. Because they've not, their eyes are not opened yet. But when you reach the age of accountability where you know right from wrong, that's why we don't spank babies when they poo-poo. But when you get to a certain age and you are poo-pooing, then it's wrong. How I many I get what I'm saying? <clears throat> very, very important. Hallelujah. So <clears throat> the Bible makes it very clear that we were born into sin hallelujah and we need to be redeemed we need to be ransomed we need to be saved now romans chapter 6 verse 23 that there are so many facets during the easter time we'll talk about the blood and there are lots of branches to this romans 6 23 but now uh, uh, okay. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23, not 22. For all have sinned. All have sinned. Oh, sorry, Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single human being has sinned, has sinned. We are all sinners. Now, why have we sinned? We have sinned because... We have the sin nature and we sin. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. There is not a single righteous person. Not even one. So now, this is very important. So now we all know that we've all sinned. We are sinners. Now, later on, we'll go into it when we branch into the different facets. But the Bible makes it very clear that where there is no law, you can't impute sin. But the Bible also says that the law slew us. It's because of the law that we are going to be condemned. I'm talking about the non-Christian. Because of the law that we were supposed to be condemned to hell because of the law. So the law looked like it was going against us. But the law actually was not going against us, but was trying to help us because it was through the law that we could find Christ. Because, because of the law, the law showed us that we were sinful. We are sinners and we need a savior. Galatians and Romans are fantastic in this. So the law says that we are sinners. If there's a law and I have broken the law and I cannot stop breaking the law, then it shows me that I am a sinner and I, am, I deserve the penalty of death. So the Bible says that the law was a guardian, a schoolmaster. So the law 
kept the Jewish people, which also means us, because eventually it came to us. The Lord kept them hoping for salvation, hoping for salvation, knowing that they are sinful, knowing that they need help until Christ came, and then the schoolmaster handed over the law to Christ, and therefore Christ took over. You see that the law and the prophets were exchanged. The law and the prophets, Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus Christ, the law and the prophets ended because Jesus Christ fulfilled the law and the prophets that he took over and continued. Hallelujah. Very good. Now, Jesus said something that would solve that problem. But before them, look at Romans 6, 23 now. For the penalty or the wages, how many are getting me so far? Are you getting me? For the penalty, brother, are you getting me? For the penalty or the wages of sin is death. Now, if it's death, physical death, then everyone should be dead. But it is spiritual death, which is worse than physical death. Because Jesus said, do not worry about, do not fear the one who can touch the body and do nothing else. Yeah, let me forewarn you, you whom to fear. Fear the one who has power to both put, kill the body and put the soul in hell. So eternal death is, so for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, let's go to John chapter 3. Let's start from verse 1. Now, this, this is going to be very important. John chapter 3, from verse 1. We all know this famous verse. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. So sometimes they say I, he went Nicodemusly. He went privately. <laughs> a ruler of the Jews. Very high ranking in the Jewish uh, council. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So he made a true, profound statement that you are from God. No, these kind of miracles you are doing, no one can do them except God is with that person. But Jesus heard it and he could have been flattered and said, oh, okay, we thank God. No, but he, he knew the need of Nicodemus. So Jesus did not even deal with him or answer him. He went straight to the point. Let's continue. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, he didn't address the thing. He went straight to the point. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's continue. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born again? How can a man be born when he is old? It makes sense. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And must be born anew, fresh, into the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? Yeah. That's why Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, 
ye that have been transferred from the domain of darkness and has been translated or transferred into the kingdom of his son. Colossians chapter 1 verse 3. So you and I have been transferred. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. We were in the kingdom of, or the domain of the devil of darkness and we have now been transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is what it means to be born again. So, ladies and gentlemen, very, very important for us to understand that we need to be born into the kingdom of God. But when we are born into the kingdom of God, what happens to the person who was born on earth? Because I was born, how many were born into this earth? We are all physical, we can see each other. Now, if we are born anew into the kingdom of God, what happens to this one? For ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. We are supposed to be dead. We are supposed to be dead here and alive here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live because I'm living here. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Very, very important. Jesus, now let's continue. Uh, 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 verse 5. Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Okay, we'll continue. Now, what, to be born of water and the Spirit, some people feel, believe it's baptism. That's not possible. Otherwise, Jesus broke that, this word, when the thief who was not baptized went to heaven. But being born of water and the spirit, the water, the regeneration of the washing of water by the word of God. So unless you and I are born of the word and of the spirit, we cannot, we cannot. I said we cannot, we cannot, we cannot. Except a man be born of water, this is verse 5, and of the spirit, he cannot enter. I'll repeat it again. Hallelujah. I'll repeat it. Now, Jesus said in verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I see unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, what does it mean to be born of water? Some people will say baptism. But it cannot be baptism because if it is baptism, well, there are many verses that explain that is the word. But let's take it for those who have not read that part. If it is baptism, the problem would be that Jesus broke this word for the thief on the cross. Because the thief on the cross, Jesus said, today you and I will be in paradise today. He was not baptized. He was on the cross. He had faith in Jesus Christ and that qualified him. And the fact that he said, remember me in your kingdom, he knew that he would rise. Because you need to believe that he rose from the dead. Remember me in your kingdom when you go. And Jesus said, today, today, you and I will be in paradise. Now, what does it mean to be born of water? Let me talk about the spirit first, since that one I think is easy. To be born of water and of the spirit. Okay, let's finish with the water. Why not? 
Let's look at a few verses that show that we need to be born of the word. We need to be born of the word and of the spirit. Now, before I even get those verses, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, or tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word is Jesus Christ. Except you and I are born of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. What do you think? Now, Titus 3.5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. By the washing of regeneration. Now, we'll, we'll, it will, by, by the time I finish reading the verses, you know what the washing of regeneration means. The washing of water by the word. The washing of regeneration. You see that it says, he saved us not by works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by. So he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So two things. And then Jesus said, except you, 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 you are born of water and of the Spirit. So the Spirit and the Spirit here. So the water and the regeneration are connected. Look at it in NLT here, and then go back to King James as we continue. Are you getting? If you if you if you switch off, you're gone. <laughs> you know you have to watch it in the video. <laughs> he saved us not because of the good things we did, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins and gave us a new life through the Holy Spirit. So he washed away our sins. Look at it in ESV. If you don't have it, just let me know so that I move on. You don't have it. Okay. He, uh, NESB, the, the most uh, uh, accurate translation in the world is the NESB. Then King James. So you see that NESB and King James are always similar. So you, you, you can't use the two to check something. They will always be similar. Just a few words. So uh, look at another version. You see, eruption of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, and later on, we'll talk about why the NESB is the most accurate. King James is also tied up. Hallelujah. It has to do with the manuscripts and all that stuff. Okay. Shall we continue? Amen. Okay, unfortunately, our tech, tech person doesn't know what's happening. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 26. Husbands, love your wives even... So, as I'm reading these verses, remember that we are talking about the washing of regeneration, the word. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, what is about to continue is connected to the for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. 
washing of regeneration, washing of water by the word. But remember Titus 3, 5 says, we are saved by the washing of regeneration. Look at John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment because he passed from death to life. Did you get that? I'll read that again. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into condemnation or judgment, but has passed from death to life. John 15:3. Now ye are clean. Remember, we read which says that sanct, uh, we read about the, the, the cleaning by the word. Now, John 15, 3 says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. So, we accept a man be born of water or the word. And the spirit. Now, what, 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 are, are you guys, are, are you, are you coming along? Many of you guys, you are? Okay. Let's look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse twenty. 6 and 27. Sorry, 36 and 37. Okay, so I'll read that. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a, sorry, yeah, from and give you a heart of flesh, meaning that God is going to remove our old, sinful, stony nature, the heart, remove it, and put in a brand new nature heart. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Did you get that? Now we'll talk about this later on. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. There are a lot of verses, but we, we, I mean, anything a pastor says is not as relevant if there are no scriptures. Anything a pastor says, there will be feathers in it. But once the scripture is written, it's 100% guarantee. Am I preaching to somebody? For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether Jews, we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be reborn or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Now, the, so we are born of the water. Now, being born of the Holy Spirit means that the, because the Holy Spirit is the agent of the new birth. 
we'll talk about it later on but the holy spirit is that he's the one who convicts us of sin righteousness and judgment so after convicting us of sin righteousness and judgment the holy spirit comes and removes the sinful nature and puts in a brand new nature and then places us or baptizes us into the body of christ and this is the baptizing into the body of Christ. Look at it in NLT. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody. These are very, very important. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by by who? By one spirit, and we have all received the same spirit. What do you think? Very, very important. So, flesh and blood cannot enter heaven. It cannot. Colossians 1, uh, no, 1 Corinthians 15, 50. Flesh and blood cannot enter heaven. We only enter heaven by the brand new spirit. But our soul cannot also remain the same. We'll talk about it. The soul has to also change. The soul cannot enter heaven in a, with a certain mindset. And then once we get here, then you look at James 1.21. But wait till I finish reading this. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These perishable bodies of ours are not able to live forever. It, it will remain. It cannot. What verse did I give you? James 1.21. So get rid of all, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. When you and I are born again, the body will never be born again because the only way we will have born again bodies is when we have our resurrected glorified bodies. Oh, I'm going to have a resurrected glorified body and you are also. But the, the only thing that changes is our spirit. We become a new creature in Jesus Christ. But the soul is still the same. That's why after being born again, we think the same way and our spirits must master our soul. And it is only the word of God that saves the soul. Why am I saying it? Look at NLT, the same verse, which is able to save your souls. But he's writing to Christians. So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the message God has planted in your heart, for it is strong enough to save your souls. It is strong enough. It is strong enough. It is strong enough. It is strong enough. What do you think? Yes. 
I'll touch on one more thing, and then if I start on the next point, it, it, I'll go past time. Anyone who receives Jesus receives the power to become a child of God. Remember I said before that we were children of Adam. What do you think? John 1.12 John 1.12, let me get But as many as received him, who is him, the word? For as many as received him, to them, to who? To those who received Jesus. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. So before the believing, they were not children of God. But it is after believing that they became children of God. What do you think? But remember what I said about Adam, the image of Adam. There are so many verses. Let me look for a couple. How many know, you see, the Bible says, for we have been adopted. Why, wh- where does the word adoption come in? It's because we were not children of God originally. But we became children of God by adoption. What do you think? Okay, let's look at Galatians 4, 5 to 7. Trying to skip a few of them. To redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. So the world is not automatically children of God. They are children of Adam. When the angels see us, they say, oh, these are the children of Adam. But when we become born again, then we become children of God. To redeem those under the law that, that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons god sent the spirit of his son into our hearts that spirit who calls out abba father so you are no longer a slave but god's child you are no longer a slave but god's child and since you are his children god has made you also an heir the King James says it very nicely. Let's look at it again. Let's look at from 5 to 7. Verse 5. To redeem those, them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Abba means father. So father, father. Verse 7, wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. The Bible also says joint heirs or 
partakers of the heir or, or, or of the inheritance. I'll take us, uh, I will continue next week, but let me touch on something very important. Amen. Now, this whole born again thing is so important because without being born again, how can you go to heaven? You can't go to heaven not because God is being mean. You can't go to heaven because you are, you are still in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the earthly kingdom. And there is not, the Bible says there's nothing that defileth that will be in the new Jerusalem or that will be in heaven. So how can someone go there to defile heaven? Whilst the Bible is saying that we as believers, he's going to present us blameless and without fault. By the time we die, by the time we all see him, Jesus Christ will present us, not that we are perfect, but he will make us perfect and present us faultless. Glory to God before our Father in heaven. Faultless. Glory. Titi, you are faultless. Imagine. With your many sins. <clears throat> Don't worry, mine are more than yours. All of us are more. We are, we are, we are sinners. <clears throat> but saved by grace. <clears throat> so, what happens? How many want to know? I, 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 I might talk about it later on. I, I'll not start. Uh, I'll, I'll just touch on it. But what happens to those who have not heard the gospel before? How many believe that they will be judged differently and based on a few things they might make it? Raise your hands. The Bible makes it very clear what will happen. <clears throat> they will go to hell. Oh, but it's not fair. It is, it is fair. It is not easy for us, but it is fair. Why would a loving God send people to hell? Because, he's, he, because he loves us. No, no, why would a loving God send people to hell? Because he's love. Because he's fair. Because he's just. If we had a chance, we'll talk about those. Those are all the meats in this. <clears throat> and there are scriptures to back it. And by the time I finish explaining it, it will make sense why a loving God will send people to hell. The Bible makes it very clear that hell was not prepared for human beings. Matthew 25. Let's look at 41. Hell was not prepared for human beings. Then that would be strange. Uh, how can a loving God send human beings to hell by preparing hell for them? The answer is right in front of us. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for who? The devil and his angels. Now, if God would have sentenced the devil only to hell, then that would make sense. But why would he sentence the angels who sinned with him to hell? Because they followed the devil. And for God to be just, why will a part of his creation be allowed to go to hell and then the other part of his creation be given a, a slap in the wrist, on the wrist? For God to be loving, when, for you to be loving, you must be fair. So God has to be fair 
And how can God be fair? He'll be fair by if he's going to send the devil and the angels to hell because they disobeyed him, then those who don't know, those who also disobey him and are not in Christ would also have to go to hell because God cannot be partial. The angels were also created by God, just not in his image, but they were created by God. Man was created in God's image. Adam sinned and changed the whole story. We as Christians now go back and are created in his image, in righteousness. We are a new creation created after God in righteousness, glory, and true holiness. So I have verses for all that to show. I mean, why, why would a loving God send people to hell? Because he is fair. Hitler and all these people who killed so many people, everyone here or everyone who is watching agrees that they should be punished. Imagine Bin Laden and all those people after all this murder and kill, they, sh they should just get a slap in the, on the wrist in the afterlife. And it's okay, you've killed all these people. No, they have to be punished. Lash is punishment. How can they be punished? If there is a justice system on earth for rapists and for murderers on earth, then the righteous judge, God is also called a judge, There's also, there are also punishments. Yeah. So a loving God will send people to hell because he is loving and he is just, and sin cannot enter heaven. There's, I've just summarized it. I've not even finished summarizing it. I've not even finished summarizing it. But are, are you getting what I'm saying? I've not finished summarizing it. But a loving God has to send people to hell. Now, why does it free you and I? Why are you and I free from hell even though we sin? And sometimes, because Christians will sin, of course, not intentionally. The world sins. Why would a Christian who sins ask for forgiveness, not intentional, ask for forgiveness with the advocate? First John 2, 1. You don't need to turn to it. I, I, by the time you turn to it, I've moved. Why would, why, why, why would he allow people like us to go to heaven and leave the others? Do you want to know? I'll I, 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 I not finish. But why would he do that? He does send people to hell. You and I and everyone else are to go to, supposed to go to hell. Because the Bible says that the soul that sinneth must die. So we are supposed to be dead. But I'm just summarizing. There's a substitution. Jesus Christ went to hell and took the keys of death and hell from the devil and then obeyed all the law so that anyone who believes in him, when God sees that person, God sees me, you and I, as fulfilling all the law. So you and I, if we sin, we die. What does the person who does not know God, what does the person have? Because God is still going to send sin to hell. Sin will go to hell. The unbeliever is supposed to go to hell. I'm supposed to go to hell. When I'm about to be sentenced for hell, 
Jesus' blood comes. Jesus says, I died for this person. This person believes in me. I fulfilled the law, so they have fulfilled the law. This is my blood. Okay, even though you are not perfect, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. Enter heaven. What about the unbeliever? This is just a quick summary. We'll go into it later on. And the Bible makes it very clear what happens to those who've never heard the gospel. These are all very important. That's why we must be born again. Did that make sense or do I need to explain anything? Well, it's pretty clear. I'm not out of word, you can see. I'm just out of time. We'll continue next week, God willing. Shall we stand to our feet? <coughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Let's give God the praise. Let's speak to him. Our time is up so quickly. Lord, we pray. Just speak to him. Just speak to the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you the grace to do right. To understand and to walk in his, the light of his word. Ask God to give you the grace to, 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 to just walk in the light of his word. For if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Just speak to Jesus. Oh, yes, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Wonderful Jesus. Just speak to God and ask him to touch your heart. Ask him to prepare your heart for his word. Ask him to cause you to be a doer of his word and not a hearer only. Lord, make me a doer of your word. Make me rich in your word. Make me love your word. Make me follow your word. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to walk in the light of your word. I want to love you more. I want to, 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 to be a vessel, an instrument you can use to bring glory to yourself. I want to be a, a vessel, an instrument you can use to reconcile the world to Jesus. If you can use anything, use us, oh God. We want to be vessels of honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, Jesus Christ, and prepared unto every good work. Give us grace, Lord. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. We want to be more like you, Jesus. We want to be vessels you can use. Vessels of honor, sanctified, and meet and prepared for your use, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you are watching, you are here, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God. If you know in your heart that you are not born again. That if you die today, you do not know. You are not sure whether you will go to heaven or hell. You can be sure. You can be sure. You can be made right with God. You can be sure. 
if you want Jesus to save your soul, if you want him to save you, then I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Please come into my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to Christ Jesus. Keep them, O oh Lord, and preserve them. Preserve them. We pray that Christ Jesus will be formed and established in their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. God bless you all. You may take your seats. It's time for us to give a token of our appreciation to the Lord Jesus. I want to encourage you to give an offering. I want to encourage you to pay your tithe. If you have your tithe, your first and best, the first, the, 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 the tenth of your increase, Jacob said, but Jacob had a dream and saw a ladder all the, going all the way to heaven. Saw angels ascending, descending, and then saw God on top. And he woke up and said, wow, I was in this place. If God was in this place, and I didn't know it. Well, if God will be my God, God will look after me. God will take me out and bring me back. God will provide for me. Then a tenth of everything I have I'll give to him. And then offerings. Let's give a good offering to bless the Lord. In Jesus' name. Bible says, bless the Lord. In fact, the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruit of all that increase. First fruit is something that is not really talked about, but it's in the Bible. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. Sometimes you can do it beginning of the year. Sometimes you can do it to first paycheck. Different. Honor the Lord with your substance. With the first fruit of all your increase. And then you'll, your bands will burst out. You'll be successful. you do well. you flourish. Hallelujah. 
So it's on the screen. You can just scan, you, or you can just text the number on the screen. Text give. It's a bit blurry. blurry. Hallelujah. Amen. Father God, so if you have your tithe, you can raise your tithe. Father God, bless our tithe. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have your offering, you can raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you those watching online, may God cause you to flourish. May God cause you to prosper. May God cause you to excel and to succeed. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Shalom. Amen. We can